this podcast was recorded outside, so if y'all hear a little bit of background noise and train, planes, and automobiles, it's because we thought it was very important to have a discussion and we had the camera with us, so we made it happen. All right, enjoy. When we think of the word wound, we think of the pain that causes that wound, the trauma that is underneath that wound. We never think of how we can heal that wound, how that wound taught us a lesson, how that wound allowed us to experience something that we can now say we overcame. We don't think of the healing process. Mahogany decided to start the healing process by starting discussions that will allow people to truly examine those wounds. She is putting together videos and series that will allow us to see what harm those wounds cause, but also how you can overcome those wounds. So me and Mahogany sit down and we discuss her wounds and how it affected her life and how it empowered her to be the person she is today. All right, enjoy. So, you know, we here obviously to have discussions about accountable relationships and, you know, I want to understand your definition of when you hear accountable relationships. What's your definition of accountable relationships? Um, sticking to an agreement, um, making sure that you are um, focused on the things that you agree to, the person that you're dealing with or people that you're dealing with are focused on the things that they agree to so that you can both show up the way that you say you're going to show up. Okay. So, you know, when we look at relationships, we're just talking about really fully being invested in getting to know one another, studying the other person, having a, you know, they say you get a master's, you get a PhD, having a PhD in another person and fully holding them accountable for the person that they say they're going to be. Holding them, holding them accountable for the relationship and the agreement you have within the relationship. And a big part of that is, you know, dealing with our, 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 our past and our traumas. So, you know, you're really, you know, you're starting this quest on wounded. You know, like you're doing a, a, a wounded series and it's really about trauma. And, you know, in accountable relationships, a lot of the traumas is what doesn't allow us to be as accountable because we got off limit spots in our relationship where we're not sharing certain things with each other. So, you know, what would you say some of your hardest traumas are when it comes to sharing within a relationship? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, it's a really good question. I, I'm not sure that the traumas are an issue in my relationship as much as maybe trauma responses okay. so so i know that um where someone may it may be a natural easy response to allow people to do things for them it's hard for me okay. to put so that that is something that i have to uh be mindful of and where do you think that comes from um like not feeling like other people feeling should like, be able to do things for you. Um, in my past, when I was, you know, growing up, 
the people that uh, were in charge of me most, um, I couldn't count on them. Okay. I couldn't count on them, and 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 when I did count on them, uh, the fact that they did anything for me was used as a weapon. All right. And so that showed showed up later on in my life in ways of you know people trying to be helpful, be assist you know assist me in things, and me not really trusting that it's coming from a great place. It, it, it may have a hidden agenda. Um, although I don't, you know, move in that space, it's something that I absolutely have to be mindful of so that I don't move in that space. Whereas some people, they react naturally. So when you like have like friendship, let's go with friendship. When you start a friendship, do you, once you give the title of friendship, do you not trust this person with your life? Is that like a difficult thing? Um. It's a difficult thing. Okay. I do trust. Um, you know, you well, all of these things, like, you know, people go through different traumas and their responses are different, but, you know, it's always levels, right? So where I don't, I'm not someone who doesn't trust, okay. but I'll give trust. And then if something familiar, something that feels familiar to a past trauma, that wounded me shows up, the guards go up really fast after okay. that. So when when these traumas arise in your relationships, and obviously these this person or these people didn't cause this trauma, and then now you, like you said, you get on guard, how do you combat that? How do you stop that from occurring and destroying the actual relationship? Or do you lean into it and think that people are supposed to like give you a pass for it because it is your trauma. Absolutely not. That's the reason why I uh, I prefer to and deal with accountable partnerships okay. is because I need people who are going to push me past my comfort zone. I need people who are going to um, help me be greater. You can't be greater in your weaknesses. You know what I mean? And so usually my response is me checking myself. My response is you know, communicating. I, I took a lot of time to make sure that, you know, I'm a better communicator. I understand myself much more so that I can actually catch it before someone else does as well, right? So that I can make the adjustments necessary not to wound someone else, because, you know, that's the goal. The goal is, you know, to become stop better and stop the cycle, mm -hmm. exactly. How do you uh, deal with stuff like that? Is that an issue on your end? I mean, in my relationship, I'm very mindful. Obviously, we deal with accountable relationships all the time. But you know, I do have things that that trigger. Like I was raised, you know, I, I was raised by a single parent, a single mother. So it's really hard for me to see myself as a quote-unquote man in a relationship. So when I'm raising my voice and when I'm going through certain things, my thing is always watching other people's traumas being deflected onto me mm. and me taking the time to, instead of being combative and going back at them, taking the time to realize that's this, their trauma and calling it what it is, and then sifting through that during the, in, in real time. You know what I'm saying? Versus going back and forth with them and then realizing it has nothing to do with me. Absolutely. And everything to do with the fact that they had past trauma. So I would say I get more caught up in, because I'm very mindful of not pushing pushing what went on to me in my past on somebody that's supposed to be my future. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So in, in doing that, now the problem is understanding that I want that in return. And when it's being done to me, 
I have to really realize that I have to also work work with people through that because they're not always where I'm at well, yeah. mm -hmm. in that situation. So that's where that whole thing occurs. I mean, so, you know, now you're dating, you know, like you, you tend to, you, you, you date, you meet people and you're trying to find your long-term partner. Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like? Like, what does your long-term partner look like? Uh, I, I say this all the time, man. My long-term partner is a love snob. Okay. <laughs> um, my long-term partner is absolutely someone who lives a, an accountable life. Um, someone who has done the work to understand who they are, how they show up in the world, who uh, wants to be their greatest self and doesn't want to, you know, settle for uh, being only human, right? Um, someone who who I can admire and they can admire me as well. Like the way that we show up helps us to stay, continue to choose each other because we see each other living when we speak. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's my romantic partner. For the, for I mean, that's sound. That sounds beautiful. Now, what, what would you say to people that say that that's unrealistic and the standards are too high? Meaning, uh, I get that all the time. you know, like you are single, mm -hmm. and if we're being if we're being very transparent, the reason, the big reason why you are single is because your standards are high. Absolutely. Because if you were just settling for just anybody, you would have somebody. I would have right? many, many. <laughs> you bodies. would have many bodies, right? <laughs> so, why is it different when you watch? people in relationships and actually living the relationship life and then you now in turn uh -huh. want to live an accountable relationship but don't have a relationship how would you say which one is success you would think based on the fact I, well, that well I obviously have. identify success as having a healthy existing okay. relationship so so I know that people feel like it's 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 something that's um that that they can't reach because a lot of people have the mindset of I'm only human. Okay. I don't have that mindset, but my mate won't have that mindset either. So we will understand that it is something that's sustainable, that we'll be able to grow and be great in it because of the fact that it is um, it's sharpening our tools, it's making us better, um, and it's freeing us, you know, freeing us from, from past trauma because we're helping each other to, to see one another, see ourselves in ways that, like I, one of the young ladies, uh, transparency. <laughs> one of the young ladies I'm speaking to, um, that's one of the things that, you know, we discussed is, you know, the fact that I did the work that I could do alone and now there's work to be done with another, yeah. right? In order for me to be able to see all of those blind spots, I need someone to be able to show me those. And yeah. so, um, that's what that's what this is all about. That's that's super important what you said because a lot of people there's a big agenda yeah. for self empowerment mm -hmm. and we as love snobs always say self empowerment is having the great people around you, the best Absolutely. people around you by yourself you're not empowered mm -hmm. so anybody that believes that you are enough like that whole movement I'm enough <laughs> you're you're not enough because we're pulling this earth to actually interact. And it, stop, it stifles us if Absolutely. we don't have that love and belonging in us. It now makes us just be enough. And that's not good enough. Well, it's a cop-out. You know? So it's... ultimately, it's a lot of people who are hurt. So it's good that you said, like, I did the work that I need to do so I don't ruin another person. Mm -hmm. And I fully understand who I am. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and I'm becoming a lot more self-aware because obviously we don't say self-love, we mm -hmm. say self-aware. So now I can now go out and get love mm -hmm. with another person. Wisely. You know what I'm saying? But what I was saying more of like, how many people, let's say realistically, how many people you have met that you can visually see that's this person you're talking. I, I, I don't. It's not a lot. Besides my tribe, you know. I, but I, like, let's put this in a number. How many people have you met? I've met a lot of people. No, that's this. That's. But that is that. This person that you see, whether it's a friend, whether it's a partner, how many people have you met? That's this ideal you speak of. Maybe four, five, in, in a lifetime. So, how do you know that that's the, what's beneficial in general? Like, if you have, because obviously what we say is, I don't just want a relationship that's beneficial for me. I want a relationship that models something that will be beneficial for, for everybody. Absolutely. So, I don't just want my relationship to be what's good for me. Obviously, there's going to be the preferences. Mm -hmm. But I want it to be a relationship that now mirrors something that people can wash and repeat. Right? So, what makes these five people something that you could wash and repeat as opposed to fantasy and just something that you're trying to carve out not to, you know, be vulnerable, let's say. Somebody would say you're not trying to really find somebody because you make the stakes so high that it's hard to really find an individual. No, I would say that people who are doing the opposite are ab absolutely um, copping out. Okay. Let's, let's let's be clear. You know, having having a set of standards allows allows people to meet you where you're at versus you reaching down. I'm not trying to reach down. You know, we we all went through levels of life for a reason and got to a certain place. We're not supposed to go backwards. We're supposed to go forward. Mm -hmm. And so the paying attention to the people who I have come in contact with who do fit that mold. The reason that I know that it's the mold is because we've all become greater together. We've all been, uh, if you if you put us out into any room with a massive amount of people, we're the ones who stand out because of our healthy habits. Um, we're the happiest, we're the freest, you know? Um, and and who doesn't aspire, aspire to freedom and, and, and happiness? Everybody says they want it, but not everybody has the kahunas to go and get it. I just happen to, to, to have the patience and kahunas to get what, I, what I'm looking for. That's what's up. So, like, as we as we talk Wounded, you, I'm starting a series Wounded, I mean, having a series or creating a series Wounded. And, you know, but now you're now speaking of this accountable relationship, this evolution of mahogany and becoming everything that you aspire to be and actually going down and getting people that you aspire to be around mm -hmm. right what would you go with people that say you don't have rooms like we you know we we're, we're family right mm -hmm. we're cousins and i know you have rooms, right but what if people say yo what wounds do you have like okay it sounds good because i'm going through x y and z i go through this i go through that i go through this how you talk, you're not talking to me, you're talking to somebody who's already evolved or somebody who doesn't have hardships. What would you say about that? I would, I, I, it would be, it would be an interesting conversation since all of, I, I, it's not many wounds that others have that I do not. Okay. You know, so I've, I've, I've 
been through a lot of things that everybody else has been through, but I'm not using it as a crutch. Like, this life is not meant for us to stay in our mess. It's not meant for us to stay in our pain. We're supposed to enjoy this. This is a gift. So why would you settle for just sticking with the trauma versus moving past the trauma and seeing what else is there? I mean, what would be one of those, what would be, what would you say would be like two wounds you've been Uh, I've been molested. Okay. Um. And before you move on to the second one, like, elaborate. Well, you know, I've been, I've been, I was a child, obviously mm. taken advantage of by a family member, um, who I trusted. And that's like the most, that's the most life change, life altering um, situation a child can go through. It changes your entire makeup. It changes your 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 your, your thought process, the, the trust issues that I spoke of. When you start thinking about the people who are responsible for you in childhood, because let's be clear, um, as a child, you are dependent upon people who are further in life than you. So to those people, um, you, you are blindly trusting. When you blindly trust at at such a tender age, mm -hmm. and and that trust is is uh, fractured in such a way that changes your entire makeup, it is extremely hard for you to come back from it. And and but that is that's the power, right? That's the power, the, the beauty of of being more than human is the fact that you understand I can get uh, this can happen to me but it's not the end you know what more I mean chapters. absolutely some more chapters I mean that's perseverance right that's perseverance so we're gonna go to that the second room but what would you say to people who like now you know you have two children mm -hmm. so at some point you were heterosexual or Sexual manners, right? <laughs> but what would you say to people that now is blaming the fact that this, let's say, this trauma, this molestation happened, and that's what made you gay versus was strayed away, or has you stray away from being a heterosexual? Because I mean, it was a male who did it. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, so why would you like men? Why would you be around men? Why would you want men around you? Well, like, what would it, what would, what would they say based on your trauma? Because trauma is, a lot of people believe trauma is what makes us versus our ability to overcome trauma. Well, I'm one of those people who believe that the things that you're able to push past and overcome are what makes you. Um, and I would also say, <laughs> if 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 the trauma was the reason that I was a lesbian, I would never have kids. I dealt with men after the trauma, right? Um, and I'm not, and I've never been so um, short-sighted to think that all men are this this particular person, or or as this particular person, right? So I have. Lots of men in my life that I love. Just don't want to sleep with them. <laughs> so what what would you say would be the determining factor of why you would say you're a lesbian woman? 
um because that's who i find home with i i'm ever since i could remember i remember as far back as maybe about five years old that i was crushing on women you know girls my my main crushes were females um it just was at a time where that wasn't normal so i knew that it, it had to be something that wasn't spoken about i knew it needed to be a secret um i knew that my sisters looked at their girlfriends very differently than my brothers looked at their girlfriends yeah. right and i knew and that i related to my brothers <laughs> <laughs> you know i was the little girl throwing pencils under the table to look under people's dresses if they had something different than i had okay. that's the kid i was so i, I you know i knew i was a lesbian so you've been early. canceled been I would have got it if it canceled. Yeah, I, I, um, I, you know, we all as children were trying to figure it out, um, but I knew and I got confused according to what was the, the standard that was set around our time in my household, you mm -hmm. know, so not necessarily confused, let's fix that. That wasn't confusion, it was, yeah, I just knew that um, it wasn't something norms. that I could, yeah. There societal norms in yeah. place that didn't allow you to be who you exactly wanted to be. Well, it, al it allowed, but it, 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 it created fear within me okay. to not be so, yeah. Okay. So, now let's just, let's move on to the, the second one. What would be another one? Because obviously you have a lot of them. I have a whole lot of them. Um, but one, one, I want to bring up one that, because that was a very extreme, that was an extreme one. And the okay. reason I want to bring up one that's a little more subtle is because I want everyone, male, female, old, young, to be able to relate to wounds that they may not even know is a wound, right? So to be in a household, um, and especially a lot of people of color are in households very similar, who the children have zero voice. The voice, like you don't have anything to say if you're a kid, your voice is not valuable, right? Um, that That's very problematic. That's very problematic, especially to someone like myself, who has a whole lot to say, who has a whole lot going on in their head, who has a whole lot to figure out, who has a whole lot of questions. Um, and to be silenced, um, silenced to the, to, the, to the level of, you know, you truly understanding that your, you know, your thoughts and your voice don't count. And um, if you do have an opinion, you know, um, you're met with violence. That is a huge, huge wound that carries over. Like a lot of people show up in different ways. You either get a, a louder voice when you get older, because <laughs> you're not going to allow nobody to take that away from you again. Or you become very passive. You become very passive and allow yourself to maintain very abusive um um, interactions because you don't think that you're, you know, allowed to have a say so, and so you know that's another, that's another, and um, you know I just happen to be one that said to hell with that I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna talk, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say it all. So it's so funny. anything it's, I push down, <laughs> it's out there. It's funny you brought that up because I recently posted something on my actual my actual main page not the you know the accountable love page and the love snot page where i was talking about how we need to bring our children into the actual relationship 
and, 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 and build the relationship from the ground up. So when we talking about allowing children to be children, mm -hmm. this, what does that mean? What is that definition? Children can take on their resilience. They can take on all kinds of things, and they're, they're better at it than they, us. Yeah, and they they they're mold they're they're moldable in that situation. So you get to decide how this person's going to become an adult initially. So you're giving that power of parenthood, excuse me, of parenthood, and why are you not using it to actually show them how a relationship should be and let them know what's going on with you as an adult so they know what to look forward to. Right. Why they don't? Why you're not letting? Just like you expecting to tell you how they was in school, the things they went through with their friends, the things they're talking about. Why are you not sharing your thoughts and your ideas and your traumas and your trials and your tribulations with your children? Because you're not putting them through it. You're just sharing the experience with them. That's the thing. And we're so scared that we're coddling them versus allowing them to become fruitful adults and more emotionally intelligent adults. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I was having a discussion and I actually had a back and forth with a therapist that was mm. saying, you know, we had different wording, but, you know, mm. we kind of had a similar belief on the subject, but she just was like, let's go with a middle ground and you know I'm big on no neutral. Uh -huh. Like, good should be, like, this balance thing, I don't understand it. Like, good should be 90%. Yeah, there's going to be bad, but we want to push it where it's not mm -hmm. balanced, it's the norm. You know what I'm saying? So we have to have these extreme goods, not like just saying, oh, we need we need even even or no, we need extreme goods. Absolutely. So extreme. We need health is extreme. It's not a middle ground. You know what I'm saying? But we had this back and forth and it's funny you brought that up as a trauma because it is. It is. And I think it's 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 interesting that parents um come to the conclusion that they want transparency from their children but don't think they owe them transparency. It's 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 a, a teaching of a double standard that they end up living in later on, and they don't even notice that it creates a cycle of toxic toxic activity. Because they believe they're gonna steal their child's childhood, they're gonna the child's gonna be worried about the bills being paid and things of that nature while they're in school, act out. Mm -hmm. And and there's some there's some validity to it, but that's when children are figuring it out, finding these things out on the fly. And, and, they worry about and how you pain. communicate. Definitely. And how you communicate. Because, I mean, just putting it on them is one thing. And having an actual dialogue and explaining, you know, you know, the surrounding details is a whole, a whole nother, you know? Definitely. The reason why I, I, I just went to two, and I'm glad you threw, threw that curveball in there because it's good for people to actually hear, mm -hmm. you know, the subtle trauma that people aren't aware of, but it's going on on a regular basis for common practice. And it's being practiced as something healthy mm -hmm. when it's very unhealthy for uh, you. You know what I mean? That's why this social media craze, a lot of people want their voices heard. Absolutely. And then nobody's listening to each other. Everybody wants to be heard because they are stifled at home. And if they are being heard at home, then they'll be better listeners when they come out into the world. I agree with that. You get what I'm saying? So. I, that, 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 it's funny you said that. It's funny you said that because I identify with that, mm -hmm. like being a better listener is something that you know that I'm working mm -hmm. on, and that is a part of it. It is because I got so much to say, not enough listening. Definitely, and you have to get it out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I really want to talk about one of the traumas that really, like, changed your life. You know what I mean? You lost a friend, okay. 13 years old. 12. 12 years old, excuse me. And that, like, let's be honest, that can shape anybody's life. And you could have hit under a rock, 
you know, you did choose, you know, violent, you know, a violent path for a while. But what I'm saying is you couldn't, like, you're the person you are now. This is going back to you wanting to stand it. Mm -hmm. And you saying this is something that's a, that's a, that's a ladder. It's something that is mm -hmm. high that you want to go get. So we want to show people how, no, this is this can be obtained by anybody. This is a mentality that you can shift coming from any trauma. But let's go back to that trauma. How did that experience really change your life? Like, take us through it. Yeah. Um, that was a heavy one. Um, I know that nowadays, you know, a lot of young people are experiencing loss in that way, which is horrible. Um, anybody going through the early portion of puberty, right? I'm going through puberty change. 12 years old, I'm preteen, got a lot going on inside that I already don't understand. You know, I'm dealing with my sexuality. Um, dealing with, like I said, the fact that I was, you know, my, my innocence was taken from me. I'm dealing with the fact that I don't have a voice in the house. I have this friend who I'm with every day, who I have a voice with. Who I enjoy, who is my sanctuary away from all of that. Um, and we were together every day. If you see me, you see her. If you see her, you see me. And, you know, a lot of young people now are experiencing, you know, loss to like gun violence and things like that. None of it is okay. Um, this was just, it was a curveball because, like, it, we in the hood. You know, I'm from Castle Hill Projects, and to be from the hood, you just not, you hear it on the news, but you're not expecting to be living a lifetime story, right? Definitely. Definitely. My best friend was murdered by a serial killer. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought, right? So it goes from every day hanging to one day I'll come to pick her up, and she's just not there. And that was, that was it. Mm -hmm. Um... So it's not just the loss; it's the wondering for a while. So you experienced. Boy, it, it was it it was first of this is my first loss ever. I never like I never lost anyone. After that, I started like people started dropping like flies. But that was like the first death that I ever experienced, um, especially a close one. Um, and so the shock of it all, the change in life of it all. And then, just the missing for eight days with me being the creative that I am. I'm creating a whole story around this, Definitely. right? So, she's not dead. Mm -hmm. In my head, like, she's so awesome, somebody wanted to take her for her to be their child. This is truly my thought mm. process. Because um, I needed to create something that meant I would see her again. Um, Take your time. Take your time. This is why we have these accountable relationships. This is why we have these accountable discussions. Um, when I found out that her body was found, I still was holding on to that. I didn't believe it. She was gone for eight days. They found her decomposed. So in my head, you can't say that's her you know she's decomposed it's somebody else the car closed on somebody else 
and then I walked in the hood near a store that we used to always go to and seen someone who resembled her from the back and I'm screaming her name and when she turns around it's not her and that's the moment right so my life changed drastically um I no longer had the urge to hold anything in it was just like whatever right so life becomes very different because now I'm gonna say what I need to say I'm gonna do what I need to do I'm gonna feel what I need to feel and I did all of these things <laughs> you got to think about the fact that I pushed all of this stuff in so now I'm just like letting it all out on the world and I'm being the most toxic <laughs> the most toxic version of myself as I can be um, because I'm just angry self-destructive and I don't know how to be so it created um, PTSD in me I, I became very violent uh, for those who don't know you know my background you know I fight <laughs> for real <laughs> and um and so so with that um, very dangerous being someone who's actually a, a well-trained hand and being angry and having no self-control. What's the well-trained hand? What is it? What I'm a master of martial arts. Okay. Um, Let's be clear. I don't be trying to tell people yeah, yeah, <laughs> all that. Um, I, know, I understand. So, yeah, I was running amok and I have PTSD. So if anybody got close, I still struggle. I still struggle with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I have it under control. I should say I have it under control, but it still exists it's within a me. Yeah, it's, it exists, but I have control of it. Um, but back then I did not, so it was a lot of violence, um, a lot of trust issues. Boy, the trust issues were were crazy. So by the time I had children, their lives were altered by by it as well because. You know, I named my first after her. And um, she couldn't spend nights out. We're not doing the spend nights out. First off, I was molested and my best friend was kidnapped. <laughs> it ain't happening. This is what happens to little girls. It ain't happening to mine. I became very overprotective. And um, so it trickled into the lives of even the people around me. Um, but after many years of running in circles trying to you know get it all together because I you know although in a fog you know I did have enough mindset to understand that I had a, a kid that needed me to be much more solid than I was um, so I started you know working on myself but I could not get my footing because like most people I was too busy focused on what happened to me versus what I could be to it right later on I became who you see in front of you now who I am who I can be to it right I find that I am I am Jessica's living legacy right everything that I do whether it has, has absolutely nothing to do with her or her life 
but I have everything to do with her life. And I say that because everything that I do is attached to making sure that everything that you, her and I spoke of when we were younger, everything we spoke of, everything that we said we would do, you know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, I'm showing up, I'm showing out, I'm making sure that her name is known. As long as I'm alive, she's alive. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe somebody else will grab the torch when I'm gone and make sure that where our lives continue just like that, that after the fact, you know? Um, so you could either use your trauma, like I said, as a crutch, something to lean on, something to, you know, you brought that back. instead of, um, instead of using it as a crutch and, and leaning on it as a reason why not to be better, not to show up different, not to do great things. I decided to do the exact opposite. Um, and I know that it takes the work, you know, of coming well so that you can see it from those those, those lenses. Mm -hmm. And that's why I talk about it so much. And that's why you do what you do. Because, we, exactly. you know, I want people to understand that this is a thing. It's you, a thing. You're not your trauma. Yeah, it's You're a not thing. your trauma. Your trauma happened. It has happened, but it could have happened to you. It could happen for you. You have to identify. You have to find. You gotta, create the purpose. Yeah. you gotta create the purpose and your purpose was created through actual trauma and when we talk about accountable relationships this is exactly what we want people to see like stop shying away from the tougher discussions me and you just had a tough discussion on camera mm -hmm. right we just had a back and forth on camera and these is what this is what we do yeah you get what i'm saying yeah. regular but a lot of people don't have and every time we run into people, we go from this is refreshing to you ask too many questions to you know it all, uh, right? And we have had similar experiences because we do the work, we put in the work. And we don't just look at the trauma of things. We look at ourselves as, as change agents and we look at ourselves as positive entities. And absolutely. we look at ourselves as people that can support people versus people that come into people's lives to badger them, hurt them, and, and, and keep them um, misinformed. Absolutely. So when we're talking about accountable relationships, we're not just talking about trauma, we're talking about how we overcame trauma. Absolutely. And how I am now in your life, and I strongly believe this, to get you past the trauma and to live a quality of life, not so we can relive the trauma every time. No, absolutely. We get into something or every time we going through something, we got to live through your weakest experiences and we should live through your power. And the fact that you overcame it says a lot. But I just wanted to highlight these traumas because I wanted people to see the person that you're saying where I have a standard. It's not because you're not a person who's been wounded. It's not because you're not, not a person who hasn't had trauma or the hardest traumas. It's because you work through it and you're on the other side of it. And you're not going to just, you're not going to marry your old self. Absolutely. And that's the reality. You know what it's once, like to be toxic. Yeah, once you identify it as toxic, how could you? Definitely. So you're not even marrying your own self. So what makes you think you're going to shortchange your new self by marrying somebody who's similar to your old self? So it's just saying, 
I want people around me who have came on the other side. So I'm not spending my life, I, I already spend my life dedicated to helping people through trauma with my work. But I don't want to have my personal life used to always help people through trauma when I can have an equal that's actually helping me deal with the quality of life. So when Absolutely. you talk about this person, when you talk about these four or five people, I want people to see that you want an accountable relationship. You want a accountable love. You want somebody who is an equal. And that's Absolutely. what that means. We're unafraid to discuss anything because we're equals. Nobody's a victim. Nobody's a villain. Everybody's on an equal playing field and we have open lines of communication and dialogue. And we're always deciding what role we're going to play in each other's lives. That's why I said I'm married and lost. Thanks for having this discussion. I love you. Regardless of the wounds, regardless of the trauma, building healthy and accountable relationships mean that you are ready to start building a life with people who are there to support you and expect you to support them. Not because y'all are trading war stories or showing off y'all wounds, but because y'all really believe that y'all are better together and more effective as a unit.